the hardest club for tour players to put in the bag and also to take out of the bag. Because once they find one that works, they don't want to get rid of it. This is the Fitting Room Podcast with your hosts, Nate Adelman and AJ Volpel. Yo, what's going on, everyone? AJ Volpel here, Nate Adelman over there. It is time for another Fitting Room Podcast episode, part of the Callaway Podcast Network. So remember to subscribe to the Fitting Room on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and then subscribe to our other cool podcasts like The Ship Show. Just search that on the same networks. Mash that subscribe button. We have podcasts very regularly, very regularly. Hey, Nate, how do you say that? Can you say that? Can you help me out with that word? We have a regularly scheduled podcast <laughs> every Monday. Thank you, friend. Thank you very much. Yes. A regular podcast on Mondays. And what else do we have on Mondays, Nate? We have the Fitting Room Live on Sirius XM PJ Tour Radio. Yes. And that's a live call-in show from 5 to 6 p.m. Pacific time, 8 to 9 Eastern. Yes. And that is every single Monday we do that show. So a lot. A lot of Fitting Room. You, you I mean, you're probably sick. You're definitely sick of my voice by now, but if you're not sick of Nate's yet, we're doing everything we can. It may may happen, you know? We're doing everything we can (laughs) to make you sick of us, but also to educate you on everything that you need to know to make the most out of your equipment and make the equipment work as hard for you as it can, because there's a lot of tech in there. Yeah, and the best part about creating these episodes, especially the podcast, when we go into deep dives, is that we really, we honestly, honestly look at questions that we get from all you guys uh whether uh it's on twitter whether it's on the Cali community whether it's uh from a question that we get on the fitting room live on mondays and we say hey you know what that topic is definitely due for just a wider episode than just like a simple answer so um you know we like to get a little academic if you would Today's episode, I'd say, is no exception to that. Right. And it is... It stemmed from that. It is, in my opinion, one of the hardest clubs to hit, maybe besides like a three iron, is the three wood. Mm. It's a long club. It's hard to hit. It's hard to fit properly. Hard to launch, right? There's a lot of demands. If you have a three wood that's fit properly, it's doing a lot of things really well for you. And that is probably also why... It's the most difficult club for tour players to put in their bag, but also to take out of their bag and mm-hmm. to, to switch and upgrade. So today is all about the three wood and everything you need to know and consider about your three wood. And maybe you'll, after this episode, you'll realize maybe your three wood's not working as, as hard for you as it should be. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you'll realize, or maybe you'll have a greater appreciation if you do love your three wood how precious that is i know all right so nate i'm i want to get right into this okay i want to get right into this the three wood has to be one of the most versatile clubs in your bag fact or fiction well that's as fact as facts get (laughs) as facts as golf gets yeah uh so what what are things that a three wood well when a a three wood is fit properly you're gonna hit it Great off the tee. You know, it can be a driver replacement. And we see a lot of people who struggle hitting drivers who actually do like hitting their three wood. I'm raising my hand right now. Uh, uh, right. So you're a guy that you like to hit the three wood off the tee. Now, you could get a three wood fit properly for you off the tee, but that doesn't mean it has to come at the expense of hitting off a fairway, mm-hmm. 
hitting it out of the rough, probably not too deep of rough, but you know, yeah. first cut, nope, shouldn't be a problem. Mm -hmm. And then the best players in the world, they want their three wood to be able to work it both ways. Yeah. Because a lot of times a tour player, they'll choose the three wood off the tee over the driver because they can turn it over better. You know, yeah. the driver, they have a harder time turning over. They hit a cut with the driver. Yep. They need a club to hit a draw with. Yeah. So the, the fairway wood, the three wood, or I will say the longest fairway wood is really what this episode's about. Mm -hmm. You got to be able to work that right left, but you also need to be able to flight it high low. So we're talking off the tee off different turf conditions mm. and being able to hit it right, left and high, low. If you can do all of that, then you know your three wood is fit or your longest fairway wood is fit properly for you. Okay. Well, I want to start real quick with just your three wood setup to give golfers an overview of how your three wood made it in your bag, what you look for in a three wood, um, how you use it. So first, uh, what degree is your three? Well, let, let's start there. So, uh, I think it, the biggest thing, the first question to ask yourself when fitting yourself for a three wood is going to be loft because spin is critical. You want to have a fairway that you can get enough spin off the tee and enough spin off the fairway, mm. but also still hit it far. And sometimes you can get one or the other, but you don't have both. So, so loft's going to be the big deal. And this is probably, we're leading with the punchline here. The number one thing to consider when getting your longest fairway wood in the bag is going to be loft mm -hmm. and that maybe it's not a traditional three wood. Okay. This is, this is or, great. Let um, me rephrase. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting goosebumps. Maybe right it now, doesn't Nate. have to say, you're making me, you're it doesn't, me. it doesn't have to say the number three on it. For example, okay. if you're a high spin guy, then yes. you probably need less loft and you may want a 13 and a half, like a strong three wood. If you're a low spin guy, or three plus wood, or three plus, right. yeah. If you're yeah. a low spin guy, maybe you want uh, to start with a four wood. A lot of people, especially if you're not, if you don't generate as much speed as maybe you once did, or as you know, like a guy who does generate tons of spin, you're gonna need help keeping that ball in the air longer, and so that's gonna be more loft. So getting to your question, I personally go straight to 16 degrees. So I have a little extra loft. So you have a 15 degree and then you jack it up one degree on the OptiFit hosel? That's what I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I play it at a forward length because for me, oh, I want, I need mm. that thing to go sh high and straight. I yeah. love that. See, so that's a move, Nate, where golfers might not think about doing. And that is putting a three wood in. But then they decide that they want some more loft, but it's still at a three wood length. I feel like a lot of golfers maybe won't think to put it in a little bit of a shorter shaft. Right. That will help them get launch. Well, it helps you find the center of the face more. Yep. And that's always a good thing. And I think one of the reasons, you know, taking it to more of an extreme, um, this is a real life story. Um, when getting my mom into clubs was she was hitting the five wood longer than the three wood. Mm -hmm. And we we're like, Hey, that seems counterintuitive, but as a surprising amount of golfers will actually hit the five wood farther because they can hit it higher and it spins more and they hit the center of the face more. Mm -hmm. And so there's no reason that your first club after the driver has to say three on it. Mm -hmm. It could be a five wood. It could be right. a four wood. I think four wood more often than not is going to be really good for a lot of, a lot of golfers. Yeah. And it's funny because I actually, that's exactly what I do. Right. So my driver. So if we were to look at this in terms of 
gapping for loft. My driver is 10 and a half degrees, goes about two. Now, now it goes like 270 to 280. Um, if I'm, if I want to be real with myself, downwind, you know, downwind, downwind, which is just <laughs> yeah. right. Uh, so, so 10 and a half is going 270 to 280. Then I jump. I also jump to 16 and my three wood goes about 250, um, off the tee, d- definitely like right. 250 to 260. So the, the gapping is there. And then, uh, my next club d- from there, I go to, um, 18 degrees and that fills that next gap. But in terms of gapping, so if you were to start uh, with a 10.5 driver and you drive it 275, you're probably looking for your, um, obviously depending on course that you play and things like that, there's some other uh, uh, intangibles that go into it. But you want to find something that goes roughly 250 to 260 in that range, I would say, if you're hitting it off the tee and you're going to it. Uh, par fives and two. Yeah, I think the the question to ask is how do you use this club? Right. So if it's a driver replacement, you're going to want to hit it as far as you can. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it's better is because it has a lower center of gravity, so you can hit it higher and it's going to give you more spin. So speaking of spin, if you're using your three wood as a driver replacement, you want that spin fairly low. So for this club, it'll be around 3000. Mm-hmm. If you're using it more versatile off the fairway wood or off the fairway, trying to stop the ball on a par five and two, you're going to need that to be higher, more like 3,500. So yeah. some of that depends on how you use it. But if you're looking for versatility, you're probably going to want to be closer to the 3,500 on, on the spin standpoint because that's going to give you the most flexibility. You can still hit it far off the tee, but you'll also be able to stop it You know, if you have to. If if you run into a situation, you know, let's say there's a creek crossing the fairway at 270, you want to be able to swing that fairway as hard as you can and know it's not going to go into that fairway or into that creek. So let's go back to you for a second. How do you use your 16-degree three-wood or four-wood? Uh, for me, I'll use it only off the tee when the driver will go too far. So if I'm if I'm laying up to a specific number, you know, like I, I need to have – 80 yards in or 100 yards in on this hole and the driver would put me less than that Mm -hmm. then i'll hit the three wood um you'll never you never this is if you're a regular listener to this show you know that nate and i uh differ on this on this argument but you never use your three wood if you're like man like i really need to hit i really need to hit this fairway or uh like you would, you would never choose it over a driver in that particular instance, right? Not, not for me. And the reason is, tr- <laughs> uh, we've talked about this, but I trust the physics here. The driver is going to be the highest MOI club in the bag. It's going right. to be the most forgiving club in the bag. So even if it's a tight fairway, but it's plenty of room, like there's no distance, um, there's no limit to the distance. You know, it could be a 420 yard hole, but a mm-hmm. tight fairway. I'm hitting driver, right? Because it's going to be the most forgiving. It's going to go the straightest for me. Yeah. And I play my driver a hair short, so it's not like it's like a wild, out-of-control driver anyway. Yeah. But I know you're a little different in that approach. Yeah, I'm just different only because when I look down at a three-wood off a tee, uh, my whole mindset is uh, there's a very good chance I'm going to put this in the fairway. Right. Like I just am very confident with it off the tee, and I really don't sacrifice that much distance. Right. Uh, I uh, the three wood I use, or I guess we could call we could call it a four, three and a half, or a four wood. But I mean, it's just a rocket launcher. Right. I mean, the thing just goes a mile. So like, if I need to hit a fairway, I'm like, you know what? That I have a better chance of hitting a fairway with a three wood than a driver. That's just me because 
I have I struggle with drivers sometimes. Right now we've talked Some a lot. People of, even call it a driver yip. You know, I'll just, be driver I'll, just, I'll just be honest. Driver yips. You, right? you hit it okay. <laughs> uh, so one of the things we've talked a lot about loft and spin, but one of the huge variables that you can see is face uh, height. Mm. So like a three plus wood or like the old member like the um, the Frankenwood. Yeah. Um, those are high, those are tall faces, right? Yes. So it's a deep it's face. A deep face. And that's something to consider as well. If you use this as a driver replacement, you want a deep face. Yeah. If you are using it more, you want versatility, I would recommend staying away from the deep face unless yeah. you are extremely steep. Yeah. So in my own experiences with this, I launch shallow driver faces. So I remember one very particular that stands out to me. And that would be the 816 double black diamond three wood. Still my favorite three wood of all time. Okay. This thing had the most shallow face ever. And I was able to launch the ever living, you know what, out of it. And then anytime I would take a deep three wood, like I remember steelhead XR was a little deeper Yep. and I couldn't, I I, it would it would launch half as high as a, well, the sh- as a shallow face. I have the privilege of knowing that you tend to be a l- on the lower end of the spin spectrum. I do. So for you, a low center of gravity, shallow face fairway is good because you get under the ball, you put mm-hmm. a lot of spin, the ball carries nicely. Yeah. A steep face, uh, typically people who deliver the club shallower are going to be lower spin. Mm-hmm. So a, a deep face is going to not spin enough for you. You're not going to hit it high enough. Um, because you'll tend to hit it um, lower on the face. Mm-hmm. And so a, a deep face, it raises the center of gravity um, and it can help knock the spin down. But they're really good for people who are super steep. Like Phil is steep. He hits it steep. He has generates a lot of speed. Mm-hmm. So for a guy like that, that's okay. But if you're using it only off the tee, it's, a, it's fine. But off the fairway, that's where the face depth is really important. Totally. But what's also really important is the soul, the soul itself, yeah, the actual ta- shape of the soul. Right. So if you're if you're familiar with Callaway products and Callaway Woods specifically, um, you know, one of like the one of the more well-known souls is the Hawkeye soul. There's two, the Hawkeye and the Warbird. And the Warbird, right. Those, Those are, are the like two, yeah. uh, iconic, iconic souls that right. golfers everywhere could recognize. We talk a lot about turf interaction with wedges. Uh, a little bit with irons, but not as much. And we almost never talk about it with fairway woods or hybrids, mm-hmm. but it's critical. It's critical, especially if you do use that fairway wood out of the rough and off the fairways, uh, as opposed to just on the tee, uh, having the right amount of, uh, you know, sole camber is technically like the curvature mm-hmm. on the, on the sole. If it's too flat, you're going to get stuck. If it's too curved, you can dig. Like mm-hmm. you can just take fairway and you can chunk it more. Right. So some of it depends on your turf conditions. If you play on t- firm, tight lies, you want a lot more camber, which is what the Warbird was all about. Yeah. Uh, and that allows you to pick it clean, and the the club can get through it. Also, out of yeah, it's almost like it's almost like uh, more bounce. You right. Know? Right. Exactly. And if you hit it out of the rough, you want to be able to, if you have a wide flat sole, it's just not going to go through the rough. Right. So you want to, you want more curvature there. Now, if you play mostly on flat conditions with, um, softer lies, then you do want a really, a flat sole is good because it keeps it really stable and it delivers the club consistently. So how would you classify, I'm looking at a photo right now of Epic flash fairway woods. 
So if a golfer out there is wondering like, oh, well, maybe I do need to look at um, either the face depth or the sole of the club I'm playing, uh, the, the fairway wood I'm playing with, because you know what? It actually might not be the, the right one. Right. Uh, how would you classify like our like our latest? Yeah, so the the Sub Zero head, which is designed for le- less spin, is going to be a little deeper of a face, but not much. They're both kind of right right in the middle of where you want. Mm-hmm. They're really versatile either way. One of the biggest improvements of the Epic Flash fairways versus the original Epic fairways is the sole geometry. The, mm. the, the these sole geometries on Epic Flash is a little more versatile, so it's going to be a little more. A little more camber on the bottom, mm-hmm. but not too much. So it's kind of right, kind of like dead center target, middle of the face. Like you said, the Steelhead XR fairway is the deepest face, most camber um, of a fairway wood. So that's kind of on one end of the spectrum. Right. I, yeah. I mean, I couldn't even lift that thing off right. the fairway. You know, it was just right. like it was. But but these, like, well, the three wood I have now. Uh, I mean, that thing is just, it launches high. It goes by it's so good. So if you're going really to get good. a three wood you and you're not considering face depth, law, law, actually we'll do it in order. Loft yeah. number one, mm-hmm. face depth number two, and soul geometry number three, you're doing yourself a disservice. Right. I guess to kind of wrap up this portion, Nate, the one thing in terms of fitting that I've, I've personally never done I've never gone into a fitting and, and kind of shame on me for this, but I've never gone into a fitting where I was fitting for fairway woods. And since I do hit them off the tee uh, quite often, I never fit for that. I only hit it off like a mat. I Mm -hmm. only hit it off the, the turf. Would you, would you recommend that if, if it's part of your game to hit a three wood off a tee that you absolutely hit it off the tee during a fitting. Yeah. So in terms of the sole interaction or the turf interaction, if you can hit it good off the turf, you're going to be able to hit it fine off the tee, right? Cause the tee is, you know, it just it's, helps you. it's literally, yeah. it's, it's like it's teed <laughs> it's up. up. <laughs> uh, but the big thing to consider is going to be launch and spin. So you're going to want to make sure that if, if you hit the three wood off the tee a lot, that whatever uh, setup you go with from a loft standpoint, um, you're going to be optimizing your spin mm-hmm. so that your launch and spin window is appropriate for that, you know, maximizing the distance there. Yeah. So uh, you don't, I w- I'm not too worried about turf interaction off a tee. If the turf interaction works off the grass, you're, right, you're exactly. good. Yeah. So maybe that's why I never did it because maybe. I'm always like, oh, this is fine. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Yeah, I'm yeah, just like, exactly. all right, these yeah. launch characteristics are, yeah. are, are perfect. Yep. Um, which is rare, by the way. <laughs> uh, shafts, fitting shafts in the three wood is a question that we get all the time, not only online, but calls on Mondays during our well, live show really focus around uh, the the weight and if it should be like the same model make as your driver shaft, all that like is very Real quick, very right common. before we get to shafts, yeah. two examples from the PJ Tour. Uh, number one I want to talk about is Xander Shoffley. Yeah. Xander Shoffley, um, prior to coming to Callaway was not using a three wood or he had a three in a bat, his bag, but he never hit it. He ever. would not hit it. I know. I remember uh, that was the first conversation we've ever had with him, with him. Yeah. yeah. And he said like, it would be like three wood distance and his, ca- his caddy would say like, you know, that they would be just avoiding the club. So why is the club in your bag if you're not hitting it? So yep. one of the, um, the biggest uh, successes of him coming to Callaway was finding a three wood that really worked for him. And he went with a rogue three wood. 
and he said he went with it immediately. Like it was right. like he, it was almost a, not. I mean, well, speaking to the technology, I guess. I mean, yeah. we're not going to cut ourselves short here, but he, it was almost an epiphany for him. He's like, yeah. I can't believe I haven't hit a three wood in so long, yeah. and now it's like a go to club for me. He said he can hit it high, he can hit it low, he can hit it left, he can hit it right, and the the prior three wood that he had in the bag that he wasn't hitting was just simply too low spin for him. So it was a spin thing. It was being able to hit it as far as he needed to with the spin that he needed to so that he could control it. Mm-hmm. And that was a big thing for him. And in fact, he's, he, he's an example of where it's hard to get a guy in a, in a three wood, but yeah. also hard to get him out of it. Right. He's still in rogue. He's still, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's one of the ones once, once guys find ones that work, they don't want to get rid of it. And I that's know. our num- second example. Oh, well, yeah. Number two, is uh, one that you guys could probably call out, uh, but that's Henrik Stenson. So it's funny because we see Stenson, uh, you know, we're fortunate to hang out with him a couple times a year. I would probably say about four or five times a year at different uh, content shoots and, um, you know, tournaments or whatever. But the the question that it's kind of like a recurring thing where every time I see him and we're talking equipment or just kind of hanging out, uh, I'll, I'll always ask him, I'm like, Hey, I'm like, I see that, you know, you're not in, uh, like last year I was like, Hey, I see that you're not in rogue fairway. Uh, and then this year I was like, Hey, I see you're not in flash fairway. Um, I'm like, how come? And he goes, they go too far. He, he goes, they just, they go too far for me. He goes, <laughs> they, they spin a little too low. He goes, and I need my three wood to go a specific distance. Right. And that is why he has been so hesitant, and I, I swear to—I mean, I swear to God, this is his his, his answer every time. Um, we have it on video at it's some point. It's so hard to get the three wood right, right? That he has—it's the Diablo Tour from <laughs> two thousand. I think he bought us out of those. <laughs> he, bought <laughs> he bought all, all the remaining inventory. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he went uh, on eBay and got every single one that that's available. Club, I think, is a 2011. Yeah, 2012, maybe. Yep. Maybe maybe it's either 10 or 11, actually. Yeah. And the best part, I think, or one of the cool parts is the shaft on there is the Graphaloy Blue, <laughs> which was, like, awesome when I was in high school. And he still uses that shaft, and though. he still uses that shaft. And that shaft, like, even when it was new, was probably, like, $50 shaft. So right. It's, like, not, like, even a high end. Right. It was not intended for tour players. Right. Um, but, but he found something. <laughs> but, so, yeah, speaking of shafts, <laughs> shaft approach for three woods. Yeah, so... I guess I'll go my approach, my personal preference in terms of weighting is I like to go about 10 grams heavier from driver to my fairway, my first fairway wood shaft. So my driver shaft right now is 62 grams, I believe. And my fairway wood shaft is uh, 72 grams. So I, I jump 10 grams and I'm for me, for whatever reason, I just prefer to play the same model make as my driver. Um, call it a mental thing, uh, call it a preference or whatever. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I personally like to go and stick with the same shaft throughout all of my woods. I like to keep it consistent. It makes me feel comfortable. Uh, like I, so I same have the model, right, the right piece in play. So same shaft model, same shaft saying, model, but just different weight, just class. different cut, different lengths and different. And weight do you classes. have a second fairway wood? Well, um, it, yesterday, remember you, you gave me a one Oh one. I actually just, I go right to three iron. I go right 18 degree apex standard three iron. That's my next club from my four wood. But 
but oh, it's actually bent to 19 degrees if okay. you want to get technical. So uh, it's bent to 19 degrees, but I just grabbed a seven wood head, mm. a seven wood head that I'm going to shaft up with a proper seven wood shaft. And I believe that is 42 inches long. Seven wood shaft. That should be right. Yeah, Yeah, that should be right. 42. So I'm getting it shafted up today and I'm going to uh, try it out hopefully as soon as possible. Hopefully after the live show tonight. That's exciting. (laughs) Yeah, that's exciting. And then the shaft on that is the same as the three wood or do you go heavier? I'm going to go a little heavier than so, the three wood. So, so I'm going to go about 80 grams. So you'll go 60, 70, 80 yep. on the three clubs. Yeah. That's a nice approach. Yeah. So I'll I'll tinker with that a little bit. I'll see if it feels good, if it's a good weight, if it's uh, – the purpose of this new wood is my three iron. I hit these screamers off the tee that are just ama- – I, I love. I love hitting them. But I the seven wood, the, the idea with that is to get some more height going into par fives, um, because I have opportunities to hit these par fives, but um, I always outrun the green or can't carry a certain thing because I hit these like low yeah. kind of stinging shots. So seven wood, please God, get me, <laughs> get me above the clouds. That, get me above the clouds. You'll hit that high and it'll lance off. So yeah, that'll so be good. I'm excited. That'll be good. Yeah, yeah, I agree with your approach. I think the the fairway wood shaft should be heavier than the driver, um, and I because because the club is more about control. You need to control distance. You need to control left right because mm-hmm. you're either hitting it because it's critical you hit a fairway or because you're trying to hit a green from fo- long ways yeah that's why we go heavier um and then uh in terms of model i personally don't match the models my fairways are same model um but my driver shaft is a different model okay. i don't think it's it's the lighter weight but i don't think it that is as critical because right. the way you use it, you only hit the driver off the tee. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of its own standalone use case. I like to match shafts on my fairways, though. Nate, I've also seen a lot of golfers that play in the 70-gram driver weight class also have a 70-gram uh, shaft for their three-wood as well. My guidance is don't go lighter with your three-wood. Mm-hmm. You could stay the same weight. So yeah. my three-wood... Well, my four wood, and I also have play the seven wood head, so it's it's that one's set up more like a six wood. Wow, look at us, driver yeah. four wood, seven wood, man. Yeah. yeah, so that I have those is the same shaft. Okay, so those I didn't go heavier like you did, but mm-hmm. that's okay. Um, but I would say you don't want your fairway wood to be fifty grams and your driver to be sixty. Gotcha. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm sure now that I say that there'll be a bunch of people who call in and say I do that and it works great. Okay, <laughs> if it works great for you, fine. Right. As a rule of thumb, though, I would say same weight or heavier in the fairways. All right, Nate. A lot was said just now. What would you say? Give me three of the biggest takeaways from this discussion. Don't underestimate the difficulty of a three-wood. You know, sometimes, you know, we've, I've been in fittings where we got the driver squared away. And it's like, all right, give me the matching woods. Yeah. And that probably happens a lot. And I would say the number one and most important takeaway is don't overlook the importance of a three wood because, and, and the, the biggest thing to consider is how do you use this three wood? If mm-hmm. it's just off the tee, you may have a different approach than if you, if you need the versatility. And there's a reason that, like we said, it's the hardest club for tour players to put in the bag and also to take out of the bag. 
Because once they find one that works, I know that's it. It's difficult. That's a wrap. To re- yeah. So the don't underestimate how mm-hmm. important the three wood can be for your game, but also um, give it some care in the fitting process. You know, give it the same amount of care you'd give a driver. Yeah. And I hope all of you listening are kind of taking a look or maybe giving some deep thought about the way you hit your three wood. And I hope a lot of you will kind of maybe second guess yourselves a little bit. We like to we like to do that on this show. <laughs> but the idea is for you guys to make sure you're using it right, that you have it dialed in to the way you want to use it, and then kind of carry out your gapping in order. You know, carry it out from driver to, to fairway and then kind of decide what, what would be next. So, um, yeah, a lot to think about for you guys after this episode, you know, so... Um, all right, Nate, any uh, last words or is that a wrap here? I think we've said all we need to say for the day. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Make sure you are tuning in every single Monday, five to six Pacific, eight to nine Eastern Sirius XM PJ tour radio, the fitting room live where we take your calls. Make sure you subscribe to this show, leave a review, make sure you subscribe to the ship show, the putting podcast, girls and golf podcast. Just search all those names and you will come up to them and mash that subscribe button. And until next week, Nate, we'll see you later. Ta-ta.